back just like that for another episode of Chew the Bible. We are on Deuteronomy 27. The law written on stones. Moses and the elders of Israel commanded the people, keep every command I'm giving you today. When you cross the Jordan into the land the Lord your God has given you, set up large stones and cover them with plaster. Write all the words of this law on the stones after you cross to enter the land the Lord your God has given you, a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you. When you have crossed the Jordan, you are to set up these stones on Mount Ebal, as I am commanding you today, and you are to cover them with plaster. Build an altar of stones there to the Lord your God. Do not use any iron tool on them. Use uncut stones to build the altar of the Lord your God and offer burnt offerings to the Lord your God on it. There you are to sacrifice fellowship offerings, eat and rejoice in the presence of the Lord your God. Write clearly all the words of this law on the plastered stones. The Covenant Curses Moses and the Levitical priests spoke to all Israel. Be silent, Israel, and listen. This day you have become the people of the Lord your God. Obey the Lord your God and follow his commands and statutes I am giving you today. On that day, Moses commanded the people, when, they, when you have crossed the Jordan, these tribes will stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And these tribes will stand on Mount Ebal to deliver the curse, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. The Levites will proclaim in a loud voice to every Israelite, Hmm, hold on a second. So the blessings were from yeah, Judah. That's the tribe that Jesus comes from. The tribe of Judah. I was looking at which ones were blessing, which ones delivered the curse. The person who makes a carved idol or cast image, which is detestable to the Lord, the Lord, the work of a craftsman and sets it up in secret is cursed. And all the people reply, Amen. The one who dishonors his father or mother is cursed. And all the people will say, Amen. The one who moves his neighbor's boundary marker is cursed. And all the people will say, Amen. The one who leads a blind person astray on the road is cursed. And all the people will say, Amen. The one who denies justice to a resident alien, a fatherless child, or a widow is cursed. And all the people will say, Amen. The one who sleeps with his father's wife is cursed, for he has violated his father's marriage bed, and all the people will say, Amen. The one who has sexual intercourse with any animal is cursed, and all the people will say, Amen. The one who sleeps with his sister, whether his father's daughter or his mother's daughter, is cursed, and all the people will say, Amen. The one who sleeps with his mother-in-law is cursed, and all the people will say, Amen. The one who secretly kills his neighbor is cursed, and all the people will say, Amen. The one who accepts to a bribe to kill an innocent person is cursed, and all the people will say, Amen. Anyone who does not put the words of this law into practice is cursed, and all the people will say, Amen. All right, Tony, what you got? What you got? Mount Ebal was located about 35 miles north of Jerusalem, which would one day be Israel's capital. The people were to divide the the people were to divide themselves into two groups of six tribes between Mount Gerizim and Mount Ebal to participate in reading the blessings and curses antiphonally. The people would affirm that they understood each 
pretend like I know what that means. Hold on a second. Antiphonal. What does he mean by that? Another term for antiphonary. Sung, recite. It means to, in traditional Western Christian liturgy, of a short sentence or its musical setting, sung, recited, or played alternate, alternately by two groups. All right, there you go. Antiphonally. The people would affirm that they understood each point through following it with an amen or so be it. They were pledging their obedience before God on each point and also giving him permission to bring down on them the curse attached to committing the sin described. This verse pronounced a sentence no Israelite or anyone else for that matter could escape. But as Israel would learn in the years ahead, they will prove incapable of per perfectly. Sorry, I'm struggling. Y'all. But as Israel will learn in the years ahead, they will prove incapable of perfectly keeping God's law. That's because the law doesn't give one the power to obey. It simply points out your shortcomings without granting you the ability to overcome them. In this way, the law is like a mirror. It shows what you look like, but doesn't clean you up. The law is intended to show people our need for a savior. All right. So, 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 so true. Only Jesus can save. That's what the whole Old Testament points to. So, like, so when all of us get, it's easy to get caught up in like read the Old Testament, be like Testament and be like, how much of this applies to us today? Should we do this? Should we do that? Should we do this? Do that? Well, you know, that's Old Testament, you know. Anyway, God broke it down into two simple laws. He said, love the Lord God with your all your soul, mind and strength. And then to love your neighbor as yourself. And the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers you to to love the Lord God with all your soul, mind and strength. And as you do that, as you and then love your neighbor as yourself. The Holy Spirit will continue to lead you, guide you. And it's not so much about following a religion or a bunch of rules or laws. He'll empower you to do those things that he's called you to do and follow the course that he's called you to follow and to not get caught up on whether or not you're following this particular rule right or that law right. It's hard to even describe like the Holy Spirit. He just leads you and guides you and shows you clearly what to do. So. It's easy to get caught up when you become a Christian, especially first a newly new Christian It's easy to get caught up. Like, all right, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? What am I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? Like, how far am I allowed to go? And whatever the sin, the thing that I'm tempted to do. We're under the we're not under the law anymore. We're under grace. Thank God. All right. So here we go. Let's go and walk down that Romans road and move on to the next. I'm going to do one more episode and I'm going to call my kiddos. So it says, um, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5.8, but God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10.13, for whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10.9-10, that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness 
and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And you can simply pray this prayer and say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Be back for one more episode.